Super Talk Mississippi media production. What if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new Flowmaster exhaust system from Exhaust Pro in Macomb on Georgia Avenue? Cruise in style with Exhaust Pro of Macomb on Georgia Avenue. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. All right, welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you guys are with me. A busy, busy day yesterday. And it's probably going to be a busy day again today. I feel like I'm going to regret the timing of this recording because there are things that might happen later on today that will render what I'm about to say useless, which just means I'll have to record again for you guys tomorrow. There are uh, There's a waiting pattern, or a holding pattern, I should say, right now uh, on a couple of uh, Old Miss's major targets. We'll talk about those here coming up in a little bit, but this news cycle around Ole Miss is just not stopping right now. It's just one after another, after another, after another, and there might be more as uh, as the day goes on. So we're going to talk about that, uh, at least what I know so far, what happened yesterday, and then again, if something happens today, kind of expect something to happen today, we will talk about it again tomorrow, but that's okay. The uh, The more news, the better And I appreciate you guys checking out the podcast and listening. I am, again, Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, if you're listening on the website, pull out your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. And let's start with uh, the retention aspect of it. So we talked about Prescorn and Watkins last time you heard from me. Trey Harris, not surprising. Uh, Yesterday, they had been working on it for a while. I assume that he was getting, not I assume, I know that he was getting some feedback uh, from NFL circles, decided to return to Ole Miss. And so that makes the offense for the Rebels returning in 2024 really unique in this era. And I know this era is only three years old, but you have returning to this offense for Ole Miss a quarterback with 27 starts. And I know Dart hasn't announced anything yet, but come on. A quarterback with 27 starts under his belt, played in 31 games. This is his fourth year getting starts in college football, but 27 starts. A wide receiver in Harris with 2,400 yards and 22 touchdowns. A receiver in Watkins with 1,800 yards in his career, nine touchdowns. A tight end, that's a fifth year, that averaged 16 yards per catch this season. And a running back with 2,600 yards and 31 touchdowns in just two years. And on the Judkins piece, I know there hasn't been any kind of announcement yet. I'm going to talk about him returning unless I'm given a reason not to. Uh, So I know there hasn't been an announcement of a re-up with the Grove Collective. I know there are rumors out there about money. I think that they are um, halfway true and halfway exaggerated when it comes to Judkins and, and what is being asked for and what is being offered from schools like LSU. Like, for example, I don't think LSU is offering him $2 million for next season. I think that is a overinflated number. But absolutely, he's being tampered with like mad, and, and Ole Miss is, is working to keep him. And uh, yeah, so that is, that's certainly out there. I, I'm just, I'm not going to talk about him leaving unless I'm given a reason uh, to, to think that. And I mean, he's not draft eligible. 
So the only quote-unquote announcement that he can make is if he's hitting the transfer portal. And and that hadn't happened yet. So just for this context, he, he can leave. He hasn't re-upped his deal yet or anything like that. But until I'm given a reason to talk about him leaving, I'm not going to talk about him not being in the offense next year. So I, it's it's possible. I know they're working on it. Uh, he's being tampered with like mad. But there's no reason to think he's leaving as of this moment. So, again... Quarterback with 27 starts, wide receiver with 2,400 yards and 22 touchdowns, wide receiver with 1,800 yards and 9 touchdowns, running back with 2,600 yards and 31 touchdowns, and a fifth-year tight end that averaged 16 yards per catch last season, battling injury. In this era, that is so incredibly unique when you think about it. And and the thing is, there's no projection here. These are all guys that have done it in this offense, in this system. With this coach and this coordinator, which the continuity, by the way, I, I, I've talked about it with you guys before. The, the Charlie Weiss Jr. hate, I think, is unjust. Having him coming back, if in fact he doesn't get some kind of like head coaching offer or whatever between now and the start of next season, having the continuity there is incredibly important, in my opinion. And when you look at the hard numbers, the offense was still quite good when they had All of the guys I've mentioned battle injury at one point or another this season. Harris had to miss time. Watkins had surgery and plates inserted in his hand. Judkins had early rib issues. Jackson Dart, like his entire body, was hurt by the end of the season. So, Priestcorn missed the first few weeks because of a training camp injury. So, despite all of that, the offense still, numbers-wise, performed quite well. I just, I think that's, that the hate is unjust. And what especially drives me crazy is when things go poorly offensively, it's all Weiss's fault. And when things go well, well, that must be Kiffin calling plays. It's absurd. Uh, at least in my opinion. Anyway, I think both deserve credit when things go well and both deserve blame when things go poorly. I know that that is not exactly how it goes, but uh, understand that the continuity is important in this era to return all of that from guys that are on your team without having to project out anything else is, is pretty unique. And it's also going to justify the hype that Ole Miss is going to get this offseason. The, the, the continuity piece of it, because you don't have to project anything out, right? It's not, well, if this player acclimates to the system well, or if this player takes a step forward, or if this recruit gives them something this year. No, these are all known commodities, These are all veteran football players that are currently on your team and played for your team. You know, it's different. And that lack of having to project things out to know what this team is going to be is unique in this era. And it's going to justify the metric ton of hype this Ole Miss team is going to get all offseason. It's... um, Something special offensively is building at the moment... I mean, especially if they can find a way to add Juice Wells. I know he's taking other visits. But that's not even mentioning Deion Smith, by the way. That's not even mentioning Deion Smith, who, you know, I, I know there are a lot of people that are high on him and think that he's going to to be a big-time player at Ole Miss. Um, I, I would like to see it first. But that's the beauty of of what we're kind of talking about here is you don't need to project out, well, if Deion Smith can be this guy, then this offense will be good. He's a luxury, considering what they have uh, returning at, at this point. 
Uh, gosh, especially if they can lock down Juice, if that ends up becoming a thing, then then it's a luxury with uh, with this offense. So a ton returning, and also you got an announcement from Michael Pettis yesterday. So on top of the skill positions coming back, quarterback, top two wide receivers, number one tight end, assuming as of this moment, number one running back. You're also uh, there's you're seeing some movement on the offensive line. Michael Pettis, there was some some thought, some rumor that he could possibly test the waters in the transfer portal. Uh, that is not the case. Announced his return to Ole Miss yesterday. Announced his deal with the Grove Collective uh, yesterday. Which I mean, if we're just being honest about what this is, is he got a new contract, and that's totally fine with me. Uh, th- that's that's a big deal too. And, and I know that there were mixed feelings about Michael Pettis and you know his performances at times last season and those were absolutely justified. I mean, especially after the Tulane game, I mean he had to issue an apology on X because of or Twitter because of how poorly he played and he played poorly and and deserved the criticism that he got after that game, but the Texas A&M game highlights what he can be if he can be consistent what he is. Uh, I mean, he was a punisher in that game and, and set the physical tone in that game. And without Pettis, I don't know if they win that game. I mean, just a dominating force in the running game and, and having him back. I mean, you, you hope that with another offseason, you know, in the system uh, with, with Garrison that they can, you know, get some more consistency out of him. But you saw what the ceiling is, and it's incredibly high uh, for him. And, and having him back is important because, again, watch the Texas A&M game and, and tell me that, if you get that dude every Saturday, that you're not, you don't have somebody that's a punisher at at least one spot on the offensive line. So that's a big pickup as well. The Ole Miss offense is reloading for 2024 with guys that they already know can be highly productive at this level, even battling through injuries. It's uh, it's a big deal. Yesterday was a really big deal for Ole Miss. I mean, I guess through the weekend as well when you add in Watkins and Prescorn, who we've already talked about, but. Getting all of those guys back, the veteran experience in this offense uh, cannot be overstated. I mean, we'll talk about it all offseason, and uh, it'll it'll earn the repetition because of simply how unprecedented and how good this production returning is. And they're still looking to add. I mean, they're still looking to add wide receiver. Uh, they're about to get a, uh, a four-star running back committed. So uh, you'll have in the room, assuming Bentley is off to the NFL, uh, which I guess he could stay, but the, the the talk is that he's gone. But you'll have Judkins, Griffin, and two four stars in that running back room. So they are they're reloading at the moment with a lot of known commodities. And yesterday was a a big day for uh, for Ole Miss. The continuity cannot be overstated. Portal things are happening as well. A lot of portal things. Very interesting portal things. We'll get to that after I tell you the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online. ABSMS.com. That's the website if your Mississippi business, and I mean anywhere in Mississippi, is in the market for office technology. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever the case may be. If your Mississippi business needs office technology, Check them out online at absms.com. Advantage Business Systems has you covered. Tell them I sent you, and you get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. That's Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. 
The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority like they do me every time I go. They have 16 locations here, so there's likely one in your backyard. They have local loan servicing and decision-making, so you don't have to hop on Zoom to get a loan or have your loan serviced. It's somebody that will be right here in your backyard that you get to sit down with uh, face-to-face. And that is important because, again, Priority One Bank makes you their priority. They've got an online banking platform that doesn't require multiple apps to do everything you want to do with your money. Priority One Bank makes you their priority. So, portal recruiting. Uh, Walter Nolan, the number one player in the transfer portal, the defensive lineman from Texas A&M, left Oregon without committing to Oregon and is visiting Ole Miss this week sometime. Possibly yesterday, possibly today. I don't know exactly when he is visiting Ole Miss, but it is happening this week. And the fact that Ole Miss is in the game here says a couple of things. It, It... speaks to what the brand is viewed as nationally. And it also speaks to what kind of uh, money that you've got, quite frankly. And so if, if Nolan left Oregon and is coming to Oxford to hear you out, it means that one, that you've got a brand that's attractive enough for a player like him uh, to, to listen. And you've got the money to get in the game on a player like him because he is going to be extremely I- expensive. Uh, he just, he is. Um, and, and that's okay. I mean, that's the cost of doing business. And also, on top of Nolan, you've got the Florida transfer, and I've got the name correctly, I think. Princely Uman Mielin. Uman Mielin. Princely Uman Mielin. That's going to take me a while to like implant that in my brain. Was apparently in Oxford uh, last night. Uman Mielin. Princely Uman Mielin, uh, the edge rusher from Florida, an elite level defensive lineman, an elite-level edge rusher. And both of these guys are, frankly, what the Ole Miss defensive line has has missed, is missing. Uh, last year, as we've talked about before, they they had a lot of really solid pieces on the defensive line, some, some good players. I mean, they were really productive uh, up front on defense, but you saw the difference when they went to Tuscaloosa and when they went to Athens. You know, they had a rotation of really good role players, but they didn't have the dominating force, the feared guy on the defensive line, Nolan and Uman Mielin. Uman Mielin. Princely Uman Mielin. I'm sorry, I'm going to say that so much. It's just because of how hard that name is uh, to to get down. Uh, But anyway, those are two guys that Ole Miss was missing last year on the defensive line. Uh, For as good as Cedric Johnson uh, was for Ole Miss uh, on and off the field, he's a ideally a role player in the SEC and not a, you know, every down edge rusher that you need to be highly productive. I don't think he can give you that. Uman Mielin can give you that. Um, they, they had some really solid pieces on the interior of the defensive line, but they didn't have somebody that was feared the, the way Walter Nolan is going to be feared on the defensive line. And so when you mix in like returning guys like Pegues, and a lot of people think Ivy will be back, which would be big for Ole Miss. Having those four on your defensive line would be something that Ole Miss hasn't had across the board in quite some time, possibly ever, when it comes to talent and experience and ability. So, um, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, the the tweets are happening this morning. I mean, Kiffin's tweeting, and, and everybody else on staff is tweeting, and you got Jordan stuff, and 
I mean, it's it's kind of crazy right now. There's a lot of optimism, especially around Umain Mielin. And if they can lock him up, I mean, it can't be overstated how massive that is because it's what the defense has been missing. Um, if it comes down to money, Ole Miss has it. And that's so. I was talking to somebody last night who would know. I mean, who has intimate knowledge of the interworkings of the financial component of Ole Miss. And, and I straight up asked him. I was like, "Is it okay that I'm wondering if they have enough to do all of this?" We were talking about in the context of uh, all of the offensive returners and how can you pay all of these guys and also be in the game on the most coveted defensive lineman in the portal? You know, do do they have enough was essentially my question because I'm wondering, you know, this is all really expensive. Can they be in this game? And the answer was unequivocally yes, that that they are in this game, that they, they have the money, that they are all in, that they are funded to the point where Locking down Trey Harris and locking down Jordan Watkins and signing Uman Mielin and also signing Walter Nolan is something that is absolutely uh, something that they can do, that they have the money to do this. And uh, despite the the rumors and <laughs> on other message boards or, or message boards of other fan bases, it's not because they have loans. What a stupid rumor that is. That is not how they're able to do this. They are just simply as organized and well-funded as people have thought that they are. I mean, it's a real thing. What is happening with Ole Miss right now is real. Uh, the, the recruiting momentum and the collective momentum is real. And they're able to get Walter Nolan to sit down with them and hear them out because they have the funds to be able to do that. And, you know, that doesn't mean he's going to sign with Ole Miss. There are other things that that guys are looking for besides just money. And so, you know, if Oregon offers something and Ole Miss offers the same thing, it still is going to come down to fit and things like that. But they are in the game financially for the best players in the transfer portal. And they're about to sign a top, what, 17 high school class, maybe even better than that. So um, it's a real thing. What you are witnessing is the, the, the product of brand, like I said before. Kiffin being an attractive uh, program leader at this point, and he appears to be super locked in, traveling all over the country, visiting players, multiple players every single day uh, in ways that we haven't seen before uh, out of him, frankly. And financially, they're in the game, thanks to the people that uh, are at the Grove Collective that started it from the ground floor and, and had a vision and are executing that vision, and now they're able to do this. They're, they're simply able to do this, and it's... Um, it's real. It's very, very real. They also got a commitment yesterday, a transfer portal pickup. So those are two guys that are visiting. Uh, you would like to see Uman Mielin especially leave Oxford uh, with a commitment in hand, with a deal in hand. I, I'm, I don't know this for sure. I'm just willing to guess that Walter Nolan is is going to entertain more visits. That's just my guess. I don't know, but I, I think there's a better chance at Uman Mielin committing to them sooner than Nolan, if that makes sense. But they got one yesterday. They got a commitment from uh, Lewis Moore from Indiana, a highly productive safety. Played 23 games at Indiana the last couple of years. Uh, he started his career at Navarro College, but um, he's a he'll have one year left, as I understand it. He'll be a super senior, uh, but he had 83 tackles this year. 
Uh, one TFL, three forced fumbles, and three interceptions paired with four pass breakups. A highly, highly productive safety for Indiana. And isn't that funny? Um, I mean, this has happened, uh, what, at least twice now because they got the defensive back from Illinois, uh, where they, they get a commitment from a guy that you know wasn't really highly talked about and is kind of flying under the radar. But this is a really, really, really solid I mean, Power 5, Big Ten player, right? There's two conferences in college football anymore. It's the Big Ten and the SEC. And he was highly, highly productive in the Big Ten. Really experienced, veteran guy, very similar to what we talked about with last year's defense where they brought in a guy, a bunch of guys that have played a lot of football. Here, he fits that mold. Again, highly productive, an older guy, and again, has played a ton of football and really, really good uh, this past season. And it just kind of flies under the radar. I mean, you, you got that with, with with Chris Paul Jr. as well. And I guess his nickname is Pooh, but Pooh Paul. Anyway, um, they are just casually picking up the number one linebacker in the transfer portal. They are just casually signing a, a safety from Indiana who had 83 tackles last season with three interceptions. And it's just like, oh, okay, there's another one. And you look at his production and his experience, and it's like, damn, that guy's going to play a lot and be an important piece to next year's team and just casually signing these guys and bringing them in. It's impressive what they've been able to do, especially defensively. I mean, how quiet the three defensive portal pickups have been because you know people's eyes are at Nolan and Uman Mielin, right? Uman Mielin, yeah. Uh, people's eyes are, are devoted there, understandably so. But casually, they're just signing like really quality defensive players without having those guys on the boat yet. So another impressive player uh, out of the transfer portal. Ole Miss is gearing up to be nationally competitive in 2024. So really good day. We'll talk about if, if anything drops. I, I kind of expect it to today. I expect things to drop today. Uh, the, the new cycle for Ole Miss is just spinning right now. So we'll talk about it when it happens. But in the meantime, a really good day yesterday for Ole Miss, locking down uh, some returning players and then picking up the uh, the safety from Indiana. So really good stuff there. The schedule release is happening. I know that it's already been leaked and the leak is accurate, but we'll wait until it becomes official. We'll do a schedule release show as well. In the meantime, you guys enjoy your week. Stay uh, locked in to all of the recruiting news, and we'll talk about it when uh, when it happens. So, see you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.